Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Sierra Tyrell, Maltriestri, Erin Kanani, Jonas Hallstrom, Holly, Neon Grey, Tessely Ake, Joey, Danielle Masterson, Catherine Sims. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards.
welcome to episode 122 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... I'm not angry, I'm just sad. Ben Meredith. Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. And Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Grizzle Drake and Amsterdam. Hamadullah Harun Al-Tahan. Sasha, who's asking? And Azu. And things are afoot, specifically combat with cloaked figures in Rome and mattresses. Mm, I believe bedding, bedding my bedding. bad it is but it is bedding to break with tradition I'm actually going to finish combat if that's okay with you Ben it's a genuine question because normally I would immediately come away from the combat but given where it is I feel like I probably should carry on with the combat absolutely not okay podcast is over hmm? and it's Ben's fault but that's okay <laughs> nailed it <laughs> Come around to my place and play Mario Kart. <laughs> Actually, I'm really in need of a D&D group now. Uh, so <laughs> He's taking open auditions. Wait, D&D not Pathfinder? Fifth? Oh. I'm in. <laughs> I'll be your best supporter, Alex. <laughs> right, so I am actually going to pick up immediately where we left off without a proper the, recap today. Uh, Sasha. Yep. It's all changed and the patterns are gone. Bad day. Don't like, need pattern. But I can't see anyone down there, can I? You can see Azu and you can see Hamid. I assume that it's too far down for me to jump. Yes. So I... I mean, no, you possibly could survive. Given what... <laughs> Please don't jump. Given my knowledge that of how the building is shaped, is there, is there a thing for me to run out and back in again? Like, uh, can I get... How do tie, I get... Tie that? a rope really quickly and repel. Oh, that's true. I you could, could, do, you could do that. That'd be the quickest way down, That'd actually. That'd be one round to tie the rope. And then you'd be down in the next round. Yeah. Otherwise, you're looking at multiple feet to follow down a route. Yeah, but then I could maybe find the hostages. Um, also fair. Yeah. I'm gonna head. I'm gonna split the party, Alex. No, that's fine. I'm gonna look that's for the hostages. Abs- that's absolutely fine. In which case, yours is gonna have to be theatre of the mind because I cannot do multi-layered battle maps yet. That's cool. Yet. Oh. Azu, you're up. I'm gonna. Charge. You said a thing about charging and then smacking. They've moved apart, so you can't hit them both now. Well, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna charge and smack this one. Yeah, you can do that. I'm gonna do that. Murder. Yes. <laughs> My move is murder. Don't forget your thing that lets you hit far, far too hard. Oh, I never yeah, that's, forget that's that. That's a damage roll. Okay, so roll the attack. You get plus two for charging. Roll badly, please. No. <laughs> she did not. That's twenty-six. Yeah. Whoop whoop. <laughs> Are you sure it's not a lower number? That's a hit. Roll 2d12, add... Mm, what's your damage fine. bonus? Six. 2d12, add six. Yes. Let's hope that I don't roll really badly like I did the last time I tried to do this. Mm, it's not bad. Yes. It's not bad. Uh, 12, 18 damage total. Decidedly average. Well done. Uh, the creature that you're facing off on reaches out towards you. Oh, no! I don't want it to touch me. It's got tentacles and weird things. You're assuming. You don't know. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Octoda. What is your touch AC? Nobody suspects. That's a new thing. thing. Let me scrutinise my sheet. Should be nine. Yeah. Yep. Bad. It reaches out and goes, <laughs> and then its hand touches your breastplate right in the middle. Okay, on the on the chest. On on the chest armor. Use, use your format. words. Yeah. <laughs> on the chest armor. <laughs> Wax your squiddy hands right on your jubbies. I presume that you take... As it definitely insta-kills. I presume you take an attack of opportunity. Of course! 18... Yeah, that's a hit. Plus whatever. Your normal attack bonus. Okay, so that's 20. You you, you hit. Rolling a mere 11 11 more damage. 
The creature is really, really badly hit and has to make its concentration check. It makes a concentration check. Yes. Okay. You take nine damage. That's okay. Specifically. Oh no. It's it reaches out and onto your breastplate. You feel your breastplate go cold. Very cold. I mean, it's already cold in here because, as we established, you're in the you're in the shade and the, the spotlight is helping, but it's still darker and colder in the shadows. And yeah, it goes colder, it goes colder, and you you feel your life's warmth being suctioned out through the chest plate, and it it feels weakening is the best description I can give. It doesn't. Oh it's not sharp pain. It's not an agony. It just it just feels. It feels like it's, it's, it's taking something essential from you. So, that's a lovely description. Is Azu weakened? Azu is, does not have the condition weakened, and cool. Azu has not been drained, I would mention, was if it, that was the case. Was it necrotic damage? Ooh. Ugh, I don't want that. That sounds gross. Because I think you need you should declare the damage type if it's a type of damage. Because we have resistances and spells and things. Technically, yes. I do have to announce that it's a necrotic damage. Just, I don't know if we do, but sometimes, you know, Paladin I know that we, Azu doesn't. Okay, we, we might have spells and stuff which are like... At, at, later, at later levels as a Paladin, you can be like, that thing doesn't hurt me. Why? Because it doesn't. Because <laughs> it's evil I am and too I'm good. good. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a good boy and a good girl. Although, I would mention, Helen, that this... If you can talk to your god, this now might be a good time to smite evil because these things are definitely... I am, I am considering Hamid, it. you are... Up. <laughs> Hamid moves from... He's still sort of in the, the entrance to this huge room. He's skirting at a nice safe distance the big wibbly-wobbly tear in space-time. And he's slowly following Azu, trying to get a general sense of the layout of the situation. So he moves to the corridor which Azu has run down mm-hmm. and presumably can see the two squiddy figures. Yes. But he can't really see past Azu to get a spell off so he's going to stop and look around the rest of the room and try and take stock of the rest of the situation so the atrium extends a bit further down and then effectively reaches what's, what can be considered a dead end as the back half of the building has collapsed in as we said previously there is a corridor which runs immediately opposite to the one that's currently full of people that appears to be empty you notice that no matter what angle you approach the wibbly wobbly it always seems to be facing you where did ed go into the weird thing there you go combat talking it's weird (laughs) into the weird thing into the weird thing (laughs) Um, so i would like to take my standard action to study the weird thing more closely this time without so many distractions that's fine um i'll let you pick between spellcraft or knowledge arcana they're both applicable Uh, they're the same role for me but i pick knowledge arcana because spellcraft is what i used last time yeah that's fine 30. 30. I like the times when he just says numbers, but like he's offended. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah. You reckon you have a solid idea of what that is. It might be, uh, you like, educated guess? It might be a gate spell that's broken in a very strange way you've never seen before. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. the creature which is furthest back from Azul steps forward. Behind one square, its ally. Sure. It reaches out and touches them. Nice, yeah. At Probably which point them or something. there is uh, Azu. Yeah. Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to see you anymore. It doesn't happen. Helen's if just I hiding can't behind see it. Oh, no, no, no. So, Everyone's fine. Azu, Everyone's what you fine. see is a creature in front that was touching you, retracts its hand turns to its ally in some kind there is a big sort of bright shine of light in your eyes something like what's the word 
a, a peal of thunder, that's the word I was looking for. There's a peal of thunder immediately in front of you, and the two are gone. Damn. They are just gone. No smiting for me. Oh. Swing your axe through the space, just in case they're still there, but invisible. Sasha. Yep, looking around. You immediately have seen that there is a route down from the roof, <sighs> down into the highest floor, about yep. the fourth floor. So, yeah, heading down, start heading along it. Give me a perception check. I realise that I'm getting a bit wibbly-wobbly in terms of things, yeah. but... It's, I mean, it's wibbly-wobbly in the middle Yeah, it's wibbly-wobbly all over the place. That is... 24. 24? Yep. You hear mm. from the floor below you, not the atrium, mm-hmm. the distinct sounds of rushed movements. Going there, but sneaky-like. You can see that you will be able to drop down... Yep. Because there's a chunk of floor missing from a nearby room in, mm. from the corridor that you're in. You can literally see there is a hole in the floor. Nice. Like Fallout 3 or Fallout 4 style, where there's just holes in the floor sometimes. Yeah. Give me a stealth check to drop down. It will use all of your move actions to get there, though. Oh, that's a natural <gasps> one. Okay. Jumping! <laughs> Clatter! <laughs> you make not a sound. You approach the hole in the floor, and as you are jumping down, there's a... <laughs> from the floor that you're about to jump to. Okay. A peal of, like, thunder underneath. Yep. You drop down to an empty corridor. Maybe. And I'm now going to tip my hand a little bit mm. by dropping you all out of initiative order mm. and returning to Grizzop, where all the exciting bedding-based action is happening. <laughs> Hello. Oh, that's a different <laughs> one. <laughs> so you find yourself effectively in what appears to be a very crudely hewn tunnel that appears to be looping back towards the pub. I'll go down it. Sure, makes sense. It is dark, obviously doesn't affect you in any way. You see... Give me a perception check, actually. I overuse these, I realise. I need to I need to ease up on them. Being, I don't need to. No. Ten. Ten. There's been recent foot traffic here, so it's not like an abandoned, no-one's-been-here-in-ages kind I of deal. I hope so. I'm here to see someone. There is a door at the other end, and a small amount of light is coming through, like, chinks in the door and so on. By your estimation, you might actually be under the pub. So... That makes sense. Yeah. Knock, knock, knock. As you reach up, there's the muffled sounds of conversation, which immediately stop as you knock. Hello, here to see the Harlequins. Was letting by your friend out front. I've got a letter. Push it under the door. Everyone goes quiet. There's, a like, a good little chunk of time. You see the letters pushed back under the door, back to you. Go away! (laughs) No. (laughs) I need to get to Rome. The door opens, revealing an extremely elderly woman. She is positively, like, hunched over with age. She just opens it going, Why? Ah! And then closes the door and you hear it locking. What? Right. <laughs> oh no! Um, Say bye to your kneecaps, Granny! Okay, so uh, is this door quite sturdy or not? No, not at all. You, you, you could kick it in. I wouldn't require a roll. I kick in the door. Yeah, you kick in the door and the woman who's behind it. Um, oh no! She, she, she falls backwards, revealing. I want you to imagine Kiddie's first revolutionary group. Aww. By which I mean. <laughs> It's so amateurish as to be laughable. 
There is a board laid out on the barrels in the middle of the room with like a map of Damascus and and like red string and little little notes of in Arabic presumably and um you can see that they're literally in the pub the beer cellar sorry but group of people have sat on old kegs around this table one of them appears to be maybe 14 at best another one of them appears to be possibly the husband or something similar of the person that the the woman that answered the door and then you see someone behind the door who is quite a a burly, hefty-looking woman who is halfway through cleaning a glass and they're all staring at you, terrified. Right, any of you speak English? No. Any of you speak Goblin? No. Any of you speak Dutch? I speak English. She just told you to go away. Says the woman underneath the door that you're standing on. Oh, sorry, I forgot about you. Right. (laughs) So, I got told you might know how to get me to Rome. We surrender. I'm not here! To arrest you, Harlequin, what's it? I don't care about this. You should. <laughs> don't try and recruit me, OK? I'm just saying, you no. know, the plight of no. all peoples is shared. <laughs> oh, no, well, yes, but also not relevant right now. I need to get to Rome. I need to get to Rome now. I was told you could take me to Rome. If you are, in fact, the Harlequin group that I was told are under this pub, and you're under this pub, which means you're the Harlequin, so get me to Rome. The uh, woman kind of stops, takes a moment to process that. Turns to the others, they all start having a conversation in, in uh, Arabic. She turns back. What? <laughs> Why? Because my friends are there and I need to go help them. I mean... One sec. They turn around. More conversation. I vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> she turns back. So were you a Harlequin or not? Let's say yes. <laughs> Prove it. Viva la revolution! I don't like the meritocrats. Dragons are. D- <laughs> That's a, another hurried conversation. Prove it more. Prove it better. Uh, I have this letter. Oh, what did you do to him? Nothing. I'll give him some water. Do you want some water? You've I'll got you water? water. Well, actually. Uh, no, not anymore. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So why are you here just asking us for favours then? You know, I mean, the plight of all peoples is shared, oh, but I mean, okay, you are sorry, part of the no, problem, probably. You have misunderstood. Send me to Rome, or I'll kill the lot of you. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, directing to the point, is She takes a moment, very slowly kind of gestures for everyone to huddle, and they all go heads in, and they start having a whispered conversation in Arabic. Oh, by the way, if you try and fight me, I will still kill you all, because... Paladin and you're just a group of you. <laughs> the the kid seems to be acting up, seems to be arguing, and then the adults are sort of shushing them down, and then eventually the uh, old woman just cuffs them round the ear. And you see them hand over something, and the old woman comes up and goes, "That's everything that we've got," and it's maybe three gold between them, mostly in like silvers, a couple of coppers. I'll give you five hundred gold if you send me to Rome. She looks really confused. Why don't you just? Buy a ticket to like a a train or 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 an airship. Then you understand what Rome is, right? Well, yeah, but you get you most of the way. I want to go to Rome now. I mean, they all look really, really like scared and confused, and she's just like, I don't know how we can do that for you. Is there maybe a better Harlequin base beneath <laughs> this one? <laughs> 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 
Can you please give me a um, diplomacy check? God, please. I'm really good at this. <laughs> Not that you tell. 16. 16. Can you lay that on a little bit thicker for me? Look. I don't know what kind of amateur operation you're running here, but I assume, because I was told somebody who get me Rome is beneath this pub, that you're probably sitting on top of a proper Harlequin base, and you're maybe, like, the first test. You know, like, if you go into a dungeon and you find, like, a skeleton, you're the skeleton, and I want to get to the actual monsters. <laughs> <laughs> They're a false bottom. He's, he's, he's genre savvy. Completely the wrong way. So the uh, elderly woman, her face, her face just turns on you, and she mutters over her shoulder in Arabic or something, and then starts prodding you in the chest, going, "We are not amateur. We are. We're the. We're the. We're the." With a grass roots, oh, right? right? And those big, those big shots—they wouldn't it. know a revolution Prove if it, it revolved Prove their it. Prove it. face. Prove it. We will. Prove it now by sending me to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Right. Great. Good. <laughs> she just kind of turns around, and they all start huddling up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump back to Rome. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. you are as, all as swings, out of initiative. As order. he swings her axe in the empty air, just in case. Yeah, I am definitely going to do that. Whoa. Okay. No. I move to the edge of the portal. I've looked up the gate spell. You know, I'm not going to get sucked into it. I know roughly how large it is. Look who, look who knows what he's dealing with yep. now. Now I know it's wrong, so I'm being safe. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm moving to the edge of the portal and I'm shouting into it. That's fine. Ed, Ed, can you hear me? Ed. Sasha. Yep. You hear the sounds of Hamid shouting. Probably sad. Maybe one of them's dead. Uh oh. Well, I run towards that. <laughs> Let's say that you finish shouting and Sasha turns up in the atrium. You're now all in the atrium. Good. There is no response from uh, Ed, by the way. T- tie a rope round me. <laughs> Are you going to go in there? I've got to get Ed back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, Sasha does it while as he hesitates. Hammond like, does know the difference between a PC and an NPC, you guys. Guys, he's upper class. I've got to rescue him. He's a friendly paladin that was helping us. Right. Oh, okay. I feel like we have other priorities, and he's surviving. Sasha does it while as hesitates. Yeah. She runs. Hold on, time. tight. This should be a two-way portal. Okay. As he takes the rope. I'm going to step into the gate. Okay. I'm going to deal with the perspective from everyone else, if I'm, I may. I'm, yeah, I'm not rushing. I'm very much gently edging through. That's fine. And I'm going to throw myself backwards as quickly as I am able to so, when it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> so Hamish starts edging forward, and you see the same thing that um, you saw with, with Ed rushing off, just slower. Like, those vibrations start to obscure Hammond a little bit. The rope is taut enough for you to, like, yank. There's not slack, but he's not, like, straining against it or anything. And just when he starts being completely obscured, the rope stops being pulled Uh-oh. and just appears to be hanging there. I'm going to pull on the rope. Mm-hmm. You pull on the rope. Hamid, just when you're about to make it to the gate, Azu pulls you back. OK, good test. Well done. That seemed to work. Let's try again. Give me a little bit longer this time. <laughs> it, went, it went slack. I thought you'd been dissolved or something. <laughs> I, no, I hadn't made it through yet. We're going to have Hammond. to try a bit. I'm going to give you a little bit of extra. Cool. 
the rope didn't go slack as he was overreacting. Just give it a little bit longer this time. Maybe it will go slack. We don't, we don't know the laws of physics on that side could be a little different. I just need to get through so I can see if Ed's there and help him get back if he is. Fine. I do I it again. Him, yeah, I let him go. Okay. Azu, from your perspective, the same thing seems to happen with no difference whatsoever. Hamid, you basically start going in and just when it seems to be clearing, you think you see someone on the just on the far side of all this sort of swirling colour and these warped images. It looks to be Ed mid-charge away from you and then Azu pulls you back. Again, it feels Does like... Does he look frozen? Yes. And it's hard to tell, obviously, he, he warping. He doesn't appear to be moving. Okay. Oh, thank you. Good work. Yes, I think the spell has gone wrong. I think he's trapped between the two planes of existence. It's going to be really hard to rescue him. Maybe we should rescue him later then. Yeah, we'll probably have to get the professor involved to help us figure it out. Let's look for everyone else now that we know he's not immediately in deathly danger. I mean, I could lasso and pull him out. I think that's going to be very complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Hammond should start explaining what he thinks going on. It looks like he's literally frozen on the membrane between planes and and somehow trapped in a medium state between this plane and another and therefore out of both space and time. So he's all right? (laughs) (laughs) No, but he's going to stay exactly the same amount of not all right indefinitely while this thing stays here. All right. All right, then. Which way? Well... I shug the the rope. Shug the rope off? Shuck. Shrug, well, no, shrug, shrug. shrug would work, so would yeah. shuck. Well, I, no, I shucking was... would be stabbing is... it, right? No, shucking's like removing a piece of clothing. Oh, like, you, you, you well, well what you do is you you, yeah, you, you shuck but, corn. But so if I you shouldn't... shuck a rope, you destroy it. Yeah. You shuck the rope. Is that no. what you do? You shrug off the rope. Boo. <laughs> well, we've got to be looking for the hostages, right? I haven't heard anything, so they will have heard this. Yeah. They could even be anywhere. They could have left Rome with them. Well, we've got to explore the rest of this building, I guess. The Let's ones go. I saw ran down here. I point down this, the, the corridor that I'd gone down. Good Let's place to start. Start that direction. So you all start searching together, or do you all maybe split up? You know, cover no, more we'll ground. S- we'll stick together. Sure, you don't yeah. want to cover more ground. No. Sure, you don't want to split up. We're fine. Aren't we? Hush, naughty voice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome back. So I'm going to join back with Grizzop. Hello. So they are all starting to have a more and more heated argument. Okay. Oh, while they're arguing, I'm going to rifle around in my bag, walk up to them and put 100 gold on the table. They start arguing more fervently than ever, <laughs> with the occasional when the younger one keeps reaching out. Oh, <laughs> put another hundred. <laughs> it, it exacerbates the situation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> put another hundred gold on the table. So, I don't know if the carrot's working. Try the stick. No, no, no. The, the reverse happens at this point, and they all go very, very quiet, and then look to you expectantly. I'll start taking coins off one by one. And put the it argument starts really big, really quickly, and they're all starting to argue. I will keep doing this for as long as it takes. Now, it's there are 300 gold, pe- 300 gold pieces now. You've got time. You've so got time. They've got a while. Eventually, they're, they're all arguing, and it's clear that what's coming out is something along the lines of, oh, we could... That's a terrible idea! You're a bad person! Stop it! No, what about this? That's a terrible idea! God. And they're all just arguing, 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 until eventually the woman who speaks English sort of turns around and goes, yeah, we can get you to Rome. Cool. Put the one I've in my in my hand back in the bag. She winces just a little bit. Well, you gotta give us a little bit of time. How much time? Um, she takes a moment. She can't consult a watch. She doesn't have one. When is it? <laughs> when are we? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. About two o'clock. Tomorrow morning. Where T- shall I meet you tomorrow morning, Joe? No, you won't. Uh, where do you know in Damascus? Point on the map on the wall. All right, yeah. She goes over and she just points at a nondescript street quite close to where they are now. Okay. Tomorrow morning? Right. Dawn? First light? Yep. Good. You get to keep what's on the table. If you're no-shows, I will hunt all of you down individually and get my money back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
the other sort of wait expectantly. She she turns around, translates, and they all look really, really sad. And then she goes over and places herself between them and gently starts sweeping the gold into a bag. Just to make my point, I knock an arrow, light it with holy fire, <laughs> and fire it into the ceiling. She puts the gold back out from the bag onto the table where the others can see it. Good. I'm not joking. You might want to put that out. Bye. <laughs> so, it's so effective. Yeah, I could, I could happily listen to you do this. But I really, I really like. Solving. There's a real Harlequin base beneath this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should have pursued that. <laughs> I've started digging. Just trapped us all the way down. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your current plan until tomorrow morning, presumably? Um, prepare. I buy rations. I buy. Bits and pieces. All the stuff everyone else should have Healing prepared. Healing potions. Healing potions. With this in mind, then, potions are big ticket items. Mm-hmm. So they're ones where I'm just going to need you to tell me how many you buy because you could blow through all of your gold for like 10. Well, I will get 10 potions of cure serious wounds. Mm-hmm. For those counting, it was 7,500 gold. I have 2,400 gold left. My word. <laughs> At which point, then, you're wanting to basically stock up on as much mundane items as people are realistically going to need? Yes. Although, like, I don't know much about Rome. Um, can I make like a knowledge religion check to check if there's like absolutely. anything special? Yeah, I absolutely. Need? Beyond like tents and ropes yeah, and yeah, yeah. compasses and things. However, I got a mighty 13. A mighty 13 is enough to know it might genuinely be worth investing in, and it's it sounds silly, a holy symbol for like a few of the gods that you think are, are going to be a, a good like ally in this case to maybe dish out amongst the party might be worth it and they're not particularly expensive. Okay. I buy one holy symbol of Aphrodite and three holy symbols of Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> At which point then, yeah, for the for the rest of the equipment, realistically, I, I'll give you Schrodinger's Adventurer's Kit for 250 gold. Cool. But that isn't going to include, I mean, very carefully in this one, you do not get the collapsible bathtub. <laughs> that is a high-ticket item. I will survive. <laughs> so I do that, and I check in on Wild in an uninteresting fashion, unless he has anything particularly interesting. I do need to know, do you tell him about the Harlequin group and do you tell him about you're heading off in the morning and blah, 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 blah? I tell him I'm heading off in the morning. I'm not going to bother RPing it. We will just return to you in the morning, I think, unless you die in the night. <gasps> do I die in the night, Alex? You don't. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> At first light, I go to the place marked on the map. That's fine. I'm going to return to the rest of the group. Could everyone please give me a perception check for your search of the area for hostages? 18. 18 from Azu. 25. 25 from Sasha. 20 total. 20 total from Hamid. So, Azu and Hamid, out of the three of you, you two both notice, like, what I'm about to describe, Sasha gets extra. Uh As you're working your way through this complex, it becomes readily apparent this is not a big secret base full of death monsters and full of things trying to get you. Mostly what it is is really empty, really old, and a bit manky. However you do start noticing these little sort of glints of light and colour around the place. At first, you're not really paying attention. Like, you'll have a look and it's like, oh, a bit of moisture, something like that. And then at some point, you actually get a close look and you realise there are tiny copies of that wibbly-wobbly thing dotted throughout this complex. And by tiny, I'm talking, like, really tiny, like size of a uncut diamond, you know, just a little speck kind of thing. Like, you know, you can get, like, basically diamond dust is oh, what I'm talking right. about. It's like, uncut diamonds can be any size. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is the stuff where it's like, it's so small, you can't see the thing, you just see the light that it's yeah. giving off. Yeah. Eventually, 
you do start to notice a couple of bigger ones. Sasha, mm-hmm. you specifically mm. start looking out for them and notice that they get denser the closer you are to the main atrium. Mm-hmm. There's no way you would have noticed it if you weren't sort of hunting around. But once you do start like looking with them in mind and taking the time to like, there's a bit of light. I'll lift up that floorboard. You start finding bigger ones, some maybe the size of your fist, things like that. Can I see anything about the world that's on the other side? Yes. Does it look like it might be the sort of thing that the hostages are being kept it there? It takes a weird turn mm. when the first time you see Ed, of all things. Yeah. Really, really close up to it. <laughs> like, like right really close up. Yeah. And then mm. you go to another one that's maybe a bit smaller, but like the size of, say, a keyhole, and you look through that one, and you see Ed from really far away and underneath. <laughs> like, there doesn't seem to be any correlation of space from where these things are, mm. and the angles that you're seeing it. Impressive. At which point, you then find a larger one, the biggest one that you've found. It's about the size of a football. Obviously, you're not shoving your head in or anything, but, like, the one, the big major tear appeared to have a lot more distortions going on than the other ones. Mm. And for that one, you do definitely get a glimpse of one of the hostages, apparently also frozen. Mm. They are in a sitting position with a blindfold on, but you can just get a glance of Hamid's little brother. Uh... She calls Hamid over. This took, by the way, like a couple of hours because yeah. once you saw a bit of Ed, it was like, there will be a big one. This place is huge and mm. finding something football-sized in an utterly random location took a while. Right. They're being kept wherever these gates open. And they're fine. Look. And point out. Look, look, he's all right. I, I look through. Eventually, with Sasha sort of yeah. pointing out and... and like giving you a leg up because it's right up in a corner sure. of a room and halfway in a, in the actual wall and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, you see it. It is your brother. And is he also frozen? Yes. Yeah. We... It takes a while to like determine it, but yeah. Okay, we uh, we have to get the professor. He he might know how to repair the spell. The gate spells malfunctioned somehow, but he he might be able to help us work out mm. how to get through it safely without getting frozen too. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yes. Good idea. That's what we do. Yeah, we're gonna go get. Okay, so you go grab Einstein. Mm. He's he's there, and like you open the door, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you!" So, oh hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, hello. Because you're okay, Professor. So, did we win or are we running? Neither. Okay. Come with us. Okay. Uh, and I start explaining on the way. Am I coming with you quietly or kind of okay? There, there were some enemies around. We saw two. Sa- Sasha said she saw four. What were they? Yeah. I uh, bet they were Roman. So screamy things with tentacles. We've screamy things with tentacles. Okay. Yeah, they, we, they look and they have, and they can affect your mind and they've got. Oh. They made me go tentacles. cold. Yeah. Made you go cold. Okay. They're part of the cult of Hades. But yeah, so it looks like in the centre of the main atrium in the building there is a, a gate spell that's got gone wrong in oh, some cool. way. Oh, cool. And our other friend, the paladin. You oh know, yeah, he's, he's cool. He 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 <laughs> ran into it, and he seems to be frozen on the membrane. Of course he planes. did. Einstein doesn't appear to be upset. He's like, yes, that that is a very logical <laughs> statement that you said, which uh, makes right. sense with what I know of the if man. Anyone's going to understand that concept? It is Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> But we also we, we saw shattered pieces of the same gate spell leading into the same place from other perspectives and, and through some of them we can see the people that, that were taken from us the hostages okay. so it looks like there's, there's some some other plane that they, they, they were in the middle of transport it's gone wrong and, and okay okay anyway, that's, come, that's come a lot study, of speaking okay come and study this with us and we, we cool. can try and see what we can work out he heads up with you into the atrium oh it's like wibbly and kind of wobbly eh yeah so you said there were other ones yeah uh, yeah Sasha's Sasha spotted them you want to see him 
Uh, show me one. I'd show then, him then the football one. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> what are you? Oh, this is so bad. <laughs> this is like really bad. It, Do you mean wow. bad like it's badly done or bad like we can't fix it? First one, then the other. Wow. It does oh, no. seem like ma- magic works better in this building than outside this building, though. You think so? Oh, does it? I, he immediately just... tries to cast a spell. A bunch of flowers appear in his hand. Oh, cool. He then clicks his fingers again. They burst into flame. Cool! I am going to... Channel positive energy. Heal yes, everyone. do that. I'm going to oh, do I that. Oh, I should have mentioned sometimes. that sooner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling positive energy, which is 3d6 in a 30-foot area. Uh-huh. So it heals everyone in range. Um, if you want to not be healed, you have to have a will save of 16. Or if there's Grr. any cheeky undead, they get hurt. Nice. No, not nice at all. No, it's terrible. Everyone takes that amount of damage as I describe what happens. What? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. I actually... You know how I said a while ago you tried to reach out for your garden there was, and there was no one there, and then just for that moment there was, but it wasn't who you were reaching for? Oh. Oh, yeah, they're very much like... Hello. All right, Kafka. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you don't, they're like, there's no speech to you or anything. But let's put it this way. You reach... <gasps> Have I killed you? You reach no. out for a little <gasps> bit of healing. And what you get, mm. it does a lot of hurting. Oh. And it basically... Completely... Ow! I think I'm undead again. If the you... healing hurt me. No, if you... hurt me too. We're imagine... undead. If you imagine channeling positive energy as like opening a door to a good place and letting some good things out. You open the door. Oh, it's a bad place. Something kicks the door in and... Oh, it no. hurts. How much? A lot. It hurts because I'm feeling generous as much as you try to channel positive energy. It's However... Everyone takes eight damage. It also apparently knocks Azu out. <laughs> oh, dear. Good you luck just go, I'm get, me up. You just go, <laughs> from, from everyone else's perspective, Azu's basically like, it's fine, I'll heal you all. <laughs> Everyone's hurt. Bump. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work, you guys. Wow. That spell Your healing is terrible. <laughs> oh my god. So it seems like divine magic maybe doesn't work the same as arcane magic. Yeah, die. Ah. Einstein, you any good at healing with arcane? I mean, no. I could teleport you to a healer. That sounds great. Or explode you, I mean. Oh. Oh, that's true. Try I mean, Can you teleport an object and see what happens? I mean, yeah, but if it explodes, I'll die. I, I don't think teleporting is very sensible while the gate spell has malfunctioned and appears to be affecting oh, yeah. the entire building. Oh, yeah, totally. I agree. Yeah, with, with you know, with the membrane between worlds. It'd be really extreme, awkward if I destroyed the whole world. Extreme like, Trying to teleport, like, a pot or something. I'd never live it down, you know? <laughs> Everyone would be like, what happened to reality? And they'd be like, oh, Einstein tried to move a pot again. And I'd be like, ah. Oh. Exactly, it's, who it's, would be surprised? You know, like, oh, I, I, I could do without that press, you know? Uh, as, you, as you, are you okay? Am I conscious? Einstein goes, it's okay, I have a plan. Is he going to kick me? Azu! He grabs you and starts shaking. Azu, wake up! Wake up! You have to wake up! And you do. <laughs> oh, what? Ah, you, you okay? Hello! You okay? Ah, there's a very, very hairy man very close to your face going, <laughs> Hello! Ah! She says again. Ah! You're terrible at healing. No, I'm not. No, you really, really are. Really it's terrible. this place. It's, it's definitely the place. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. A bad workman blames his eldritch horrors. <laughs> yes, because eldritch horrors are the worst. They are. <laughs> They're terrible. Right, so we should try and sort out this gate spell if okay. we can. Repair the tear in reality, maybe? Yeah, okay. You any good he at just that? starts going into the atrium. Probably. I mean, that, that's a spell you can cast, right, Professor? You probably understand it better than I do. I mean, it might have to be a spell I can invent, but okay. <laughs> He's just kind I mean, of gate heads is down. a spell you can cast. 
right? Technically, yes. I can cast other spells. Einstein's the leader of a school. Of course I can cast other I mean, spells. It's oh, no. quite similar to teleportation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same. I'm fine. I've got this. He kind of goes to the atrium and then adopts what he thinks is a, is a pensive academic pose in front of it. I don't think he's got this. Talk, talk me through your thinking, Professor. It's okay. sometimes helpful to bounce stuff off so, an assistant. The thing about a gate is, you know, it's very... Gatey. And sometimes, you know, you need to close a gate. So what you do when you close a gate, you... You... Find an assistant. And you tell them to close the gate. Mm. Or you could... With the... Yeah! I've got... It's fine. It'll take a little while. Just give me... It's fine. Okay, just... But let's not do anything until we're all ready. Oh, no! Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I'll pull the other guys just a bit away and say... What do we do? <laughs> Doesn't seem like he does have a good idea. I mean, I could go into the gate. Like, it looks frozen, but what I bet it is, I once dealt with this trap, right, where it just slowed you down super, super slow. And so, like, my mate, Six Knives Jimmy, like, <laughs> he went in. We thought he was dead, right? But no, it just, like, he turned up, like several years later. We'd taken his knives by then, though. <laughs> so we just called him weirdly young Jimmy. Einstein suddenly yells um, from the atrium, You throw a rock through the window! That's how you get past the gate! Yeah, yes. do, do you want me Good. to be a rock? Okay. You're, you're saying we should open a different dimensional portal to the same space? Sure! That's better than what I was thinking. Let's do that! Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, I can probably do that. Sure. Is it, would it be safe to do that here? Do we have God to... no, God no. But, but we know God. That anything, any magic we try outside this building has a very high chance of going wrong anywhere due to the. the oh yeah, oh so yeah. Where should we try to do that? Ooh, Azul comes from a pretty cool place. You think we, we should we leave Rome behind? We can't get there fast enough, can we? I mean, we're not even sure we can get out of. We Rome. should teleport back to Damascus, pick up Grizzop. And then... But we don't know if the teleporting will work and also... You know what we need to do? We need to find out where this plane is. Yes, that would be very helpful. Hmm. Do you have any kind of laboratory with you? Maybe, maybe like some kind of planar specialist or maybe, you know, another skilled wizard who also knows loads of spells. No. Hmm. We didn't plan at all, did we? Well, it, I mean, it was really a spur-of-the-moment decision. Mm, yeah, yeah. We had to Most do Most things that end the world kind of are, you know. No one sets out to blow up the world, but here we are. Well, this is this is not exactly the, the situation we were anticipating encountering. Mm. I'll go see if I can find one of them wizard things. Maybe they'll talk. They might kill you. That's... A lot of things might kill me, Azzy, including boredom. Then I'm coming with you. All right. OK, but we'll stay here then and try and... We'll work this out. Oh, you, yeah, it's fine. We'll you figure do it the out. academic stuff. Think about some magical we'll things. We'll go kill some dudes. But, like, not fully kill them so they can tell us stuff. I, I don't know if they speak our languages, though. I am going to jump to Grisop. I'm going to jump to Grisop the following morning. Mm-hmm. I arrive at the place, unless I am waylaid by brigands. <laughs> you are not waylaid by brigands. Good. You head to the place, and eventually you see someone in a big wide hat and a big coat 
and you realise it's probably the same hat and coat that the person was wearing. Yes, they have one. <laughs> one hat. And they're sort of like, look left, look right. There's a couple of people around. It's still quite a quiet area. A couple of them look at them really suspiciously, <laughs> uh, but carry on about their business, and they're like, Psst. Hey, what chaps? Uh, that's really conspiratorial. You probably want to lose the hat and coat. They start giving you... like hand signals that mean nothing to you. It... I'm walking up to them. It, it makes you more <laughs> they obvious. They give more, more fierce hand signals. You don't speak English. Uh, yeah, where am I going? Start pointing in places. Finally, they're looking at you. You realise it's the boy who was there earlier, the, the 14 much, year much 14-year-old, yeah. the younger one. And then they're like, giving you all these hand signals mean nothing. And then they hold up a piece of paper. Take it. The first thing it says in really terribly spelt, really badly written English is, eat this after reading. <laughs> uh, it then says, you'll find a woman in a red coat. Ask her what time it is. She'll tell you more. Oh. <sighs> These fine. guys are amazing. Fine, yeah, fine, right, cool, bye. But they might all deserve a good old grizzled murdering. The, uh, they don't deserve murdering, the, they're just the, incompetent. The kid gives what he thinks is a salute but it's not really any kind of formal salute so it's more kind of like a hand to the chest and maybe the head and kind of twisted it and then he just kind of loses it halfway and then runs off right suddenly the disc world yeah well, well that was the Damascan people's front <laughs> yeah you wanted the people's front of Damascus <laughs> that's what you went wrong what have the Meritrax ever done for us give me a perception check uh, not 20 Wow. You can see a woman in a red coat waiting in a nearby alley, ready to walk past. <laughs> Hello! Oi! What's the time? <laughs> they kind of look a bit nonplussed and then decide to press on regardless and then start acting like they haven't seen you and you haven't seen them. I walk up to them. Oi! What's the time? They, they try to turn so that you're back to back and then... I will grab them by the collar, <laughs> drag them down to my level, and go, What is the time? <laughs> you have a hard time pulling them down because it's just the burly bar woman. Uh, okay, sorry. In a big red I'll coat. revise that. I jump to reach the collar. That's fine. I either pull her down or hang off and pull myself up to yeah, her it's level. It's better. What is the time? They hand you a, a piece of paper. <laughs> it, it says, eat this after reading at I the was top. A not, hand. I will not let go of them <laughs> and read it with the other hand. <laughs> oh, sorry, it says... At what the top, does it say? At the top, obviously, it says, eat after reading. Yeah. And then after it, it says something... Let me get it right. A fountain's a lovely place for a walk. <laughs> Buy some food. I'm sure you'll find someone to share it with. <laughs> I will look her dead in the eyes and shove the paper into her. <laughs> and drop down and go find a fountain. Okay. Uh, you don't have to look far. It's it's like 200 metres away, maybe. <laughs> like, it's not even far side of the city. It's like, yeah, it'll be that one. Alex, yeah, it's definitely this is that the one. best stuff you've ever read. <laughs> oh. So, you... Uh... Is there a food stall? You know what? There is. Okay, cool. I walk up. I will have one of those, please. This person doesn't speak English, but, yeah, they're happy to serve you, and uh, you, you get basically a wrap. Cool. I'll give them they, some money. For what it's worth, they don't appear to be so incompetent a conspirator that they are conspicuous. Oh, I do wish I had somebody to share this with. 
and I will start walking around the fountain in a circle holding the rat up. <laughs> Genuine, just marching around with as it you, held over my only head. Only like within like two minutes of you oh, marching really? around the fountain. Would share this with me. Sat against the fountain is a open bracket beggar. Close brackets. <laughs> who is who? You literally see them. See you go. Oh, adjust their clothing a bit and then go. Oh, and they're like gesturing for arms and stuff. Please tell me they have at least gone as far as in their bowl there is a note. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Oh, thank goodness. I'll take the note and put the wrap in it. Right. The person starts eating the rat, obviously. <laughs> Eat this note after reading. <laughs> Sometimes friends will bring you back to their homes for a good warm meal. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just gonna look at the beggar and go. This one doesn't have any directions. <laughs> Is beg- it you? The beggar finishes eating the uh, wrap and starts, you know. Right. Fine. I'll okay. put the scrambled up note in their begging bowl. Okay, they uh, begin walking you. It's really clear that they're not a beggar, by the way. Like, <laughs> you can see decent clothes underneath, like, a single tattered shawl. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes readily apparent that they're leading you back to the pub. <laughs> thing is, all, all characters have to suffer, them. Ben. <laughs> it's just that yours took a bit more work. <laughs> You're just making the audience suffer. <laughs> Oh, time. Gold. The oh. whole time that they needed to, like, they were like, oh, we need some time. It was just because they wanted to make the plan. Yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 <laughs> was oh. ready. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. So you, you're heading to the pub. Yes. They immediately lead you back to the sacking that covers the trap door. Yeah. They look around. They go to reach it. They stop. They stop. They look around. They go back to the street to see if they're being followed. They come back. All right. They right. walk back. I'm going to grab this person, rifle through their clothes and try and find another sealed wax thing. You can't. You do find their homework, which they still have. Apparently they're in some kind of night school. But apart they're from that... They learn to be a knight. <laughs> they appear to be learning English. There you go. But no, in all seriousness, they have nothing of worth or interest on them at all. I I, uh, kind of roughly rifle through their pockets, find the homework, feel kind of bad and just give it back to them. Get on with it! Does he start doing his own work? <laughs> I was tempted, but I've already established that the that they don't they don't share the language. Uh, they're just like, and then just kind of sheepishly lift up the sacking and go down. Thank you. As you approach the door, you hear an incredibly cultured voice on the other side of it going, woman's voice. Sorry. I swear, if you do anything else of this level of incompetence, I might actually arrange for all of you to be disappeared. Kick in the door. Did you kick it in last time? Is, it, is the door still there? Is it not just... It's propped up. You knock it down again. <laughs> I've got a, a bow and arrow knocked. And all I'm going to describe is that you see an incredibly, incredibly like beautiful-looking woman, incredibly well-dressed. The rest of the room kind of warps around her, and she looks at you, and you just have one perfect shared moment (laughs) of utter disdain and hatred for the nonsense that you've both had to go through to be in this place at this time. (laughs) Fair. And I'll end the episode (laughs) Bye, guys.
Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Or thinking about making horrible noises into a microphone um, <laughs> before recording Stella Firma, Tim and I do tongue boot camp. What is what that? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I couldn't nice. see it, but I got a sense from your Sorry. guys' reaction. While oh, we're doing this, can you pass me the book so I can check what's in a paladin's kit? I'm gonna guess holy symbol. Yes, I remember I have a holy symbol, a, sim- a simple one or uh, an iron one or something. One holy book of your denomination of choice. <laughs> Karma Sutra. Some, that's amazing. <laughs> Karma Sutra and a Milton boot. <laughs> I have a bunch of Cosmo sex tips. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences 
quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.